Hello, everyone. I am excited about this episode because I think it's going to be educational for those of you who love your pop culture mixed in with a little bit of dance. Today, my sister Jamie and I are talking about the choreographical genius of Kenny Ortega. Who is that, you might ask? Well, you may not know the man, but you definitely know his work. He brought us these iconic moments in film. Johnny lifting baby in the water, Ducky singing to Otis Redding in the record shop, Ferris commandeering an entire St. Patrick's Day parade, and he also introduced the world to Zac Efron. And I think we can all agree that we are better people for it. Hey everyone, I'm Lindsay and welcome to the I Hate Green Beans podcast. During each episode, I'll be discussing television, movies, music, and books with friends who love pop culture as much as I do. For those of you wondering, yes, we will be talking about the Bachelor franchise. And no, I do not want to try your grandmother's famous green bean casserole recipe. But thanks for offering. Now sit back, relax, and enjoy the show. Composure. Here we go. <laughs> you went, uh. <laughs> You're channeling Michael Jackson now. <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh. Here we go. It's episode 182 of the I Hate Green Beans podcast. I'm your host, Lindsay Ray. I'm here with my sister, Jamie. Jamie, introduce yourself to everyone. Hi, I'm Jamie. Y'all know me. They know you. <laughs> Let me tell you why you know Jamie. Well, first of all, we're related by blood. Second of all, <laughs> people think she's my younger sister, which pisses me off 80% Wait, of the time. Yeah, you, are you the younger one? And I just go, ugh, stupid crow's feet around my eyes because you don't have them and I do. And I don't know what happened in that gene pool, but I got the sorry yeah. end of that deal. Yeah. Well, you're skinnier, so I got uh, the sorry end, but yeah, whatever. You got the hair. You got the hair. That's that's a hard stop right there. That is a hard stop. You got the stop. height. You got the height. Like, I'm a hobbit. So, you know, there. That, this strapping young five foot two woman over here has the height <laughs> over you with your five one, you little. Yeah. Okay, here we go. That's fine. You know Jamie because we've done, gosh, one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, or eight, I don't know, podcasts yeah. together. And a couple of them we do with mom, which I don't consider podcasts because all we do is laugh the entire time and people I don't even know if they listen to them because we're giggling at each other and mom's facial expressions and you can't see mom's facial expressions exactly you have to be there and what I enjoy about you and mom being together is you jump in on that dead space because mom mama is a dramatic pauser and I tell her all the time that does not work on a podcast, Mom. No. And she and so you you dive in and help that dead space, but man, we mom and I just did a podcast over the lost husband and she'll yes. this is what she'll say. Don't don't jump in. She'll go, I mean it was I wanna jump in. It was so good. And I just, I'm laughing because I know what's going on in the dead space. Yes. I can see her face, I can see the eyebrows, her eyes, I can see the eyes. That chin is dropping down. She's yes. probably got a drink in the left hand. Yes, I just... can see her. But the, see her. the very first, here's here's what Jamie and I have done together: '80s movies, yes, dancing in movies, mm -hmm. greatest hits albums, 
the Battle of Mary Poppins and uh, of all the Mary Poppins sisters. Right. And uh, we did Sound of Music with Mom. We did It's a Love Story with Mom with Dirty Dancing. And that one was in March whenever I was there, I guess, for your birthday. And we recorded and then the pandemic hit and just knocked everybody on his or her side. And you and I had, gosh, we were preparing, I think, to do one about Janet Jackson, maybe. Is that what we were going to do? I think so. And it all, you know, we all just came to a screeching halt. And then everything with Daddy this summer. And that came to a screeching halt for a couple of months. And so now we're back on schedule. And I said, do you want to do... Janet Jackson again, and you're good for anything. Yeah, I'll do Janet Jackson. We had something else. I can't remember what the other thing was. And yeah, then another one. What was that know. other one? I can't remember either. Um, and then for some reason, I have I was reading the New York Times because I'm you know educated oh, like see, that. Uh-huh. That's that's why people think you're older. You're wise. <laughs> you're wise and very well read. I am, but I don't pay for the New York Times, so I only get to read like a paragraph. And then I move on because I don't want to pay. Don't tell people that. I know. It's terrible. But I, I, I don't. And I should. But I don't. And I probably will. Or I'll, Anyway, they had this whole thing on Kenny Ortega. And I thought to myself, why is Kenny Ortega getting this huge spread in the New York Times? He must be doing something. It was a good. It was a good article, thankfully. And so I thought he must be doing something new that I don't know about. Right. And that is the truth. He has he has a new program on Netflix that he's he's doing, and we'll get into that in a little bit. But it occurred to me, my love for Kenny Ortega, and probably many people don't even know who Kenny Ortega is because he is a behind-the-scenes guy instead of an in-front-of-the-camera guy. So, Jamie, right. let me give you a little, a, okay. a little quiz here at the okay. beginning. Um, okay. What is the most iconic part of the movie Ferris Bueller's Day Off? Ah, well, I meant there are so many. First, let me just say my love for Ferris Bueller's Day mm. Off. But one of the most well-known scenes is the parade scene. Correct. Um, yeah. With... Where Ferris Bueller, you know, basically takes control and takes over. Um, the entire St. Patrick's the, Day Parade. As the, one the would. entire parade. So, what yes, is, is the most iconic part of Pretty in Pink? Um. Hmm. Well, I meant one of my favorite parts is Ducky dancing mm-hmm, in mm-hmm. the record store. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, and so. Try that a little is, tenderness, yes. Yes, I couldn't is, think of the song, even though I love it. Yep, that's a uh, yeah, and I can see him leaning so on the the rail, you know, the so rail good. that goes around the store, and um, and the records he's leaning on mm-hmm. it. And I see his shoes, and mm-hmm. that's, that's a good iconic part. So, what is the most iconic part of Dirty Dancing? Oh, there's too many. What? What? Uh, what? But one of the ones that's recreated, obviously, in a lot of movies mm-hmm. is the lift. The lift. And they're um, practicing it out on the water. Mm-hmm. 
Um, that's like one of the ones I meant, obviously, you know, the final dance is iconic, which includes the lift, yep. and, you know, there's other things, but the lift is the, you mm-hmm. know, the, the lift comes to mind. What do all three of those things have in common is my question well, to know, you. Yeah, I know this because, mm-hmm. you know, I know my, my dancing people. Mm-hmm. So I know it's Kenny Ortega. It's I know he Kenny had a Ortega. hand in all of them. So. Kenny Ortega. I just to know that. And you know, I meant he did, and I knew that, but I did not know everything he did, Lindsay. I didn't either. I did not. I, I, I'll be honest. I knew his hand in that. Of course, me being, I, I, I don't know if your audience remembers, but I have a, I have a degree in dance, so I should know my dancers mm-hmm. and my choreographers. But, um, and I do, and I know his name, and I've always known his name, name. But I did not know everything he did. I did didn't I either. Him? I know, I know. know? That's That's the part that was really, yeah, it's what surprised me. Like, I'm like, oh my gosh, he did that? Oh my gosh, he did that? I did not know everything he had done. I I knew of Kenny Ortega from, this this is me being just completely transparent. I think I heard his name when I started paying attention to his name with his high school musical stuff yeah so, probably so, so. The, and that was a that was a tv show on disney well there was one movie in there but that was a tv show on disney and we'll get to that in a minute but i think kenny ortega when i realized whenever i'm i guess older and listening to the what makes high school musical a good thing and this this name kenny ortega keeps coming out kenny ortega and then I remember thinking, why is that name familiar? And you're going to think, oh, it's because he choreographed Dirty Dancing, Lindsay. That's how you know. Mm-hmm. I think mm-hmm. I sort of knew that, but not really. What I remember his name from is Newsies. Yes, I did. I did know that, too. Which is Newsies, one of our favorites. Be all end all is what I'm saying yes. right now. And yes. if you don't know what I'm talking about, I'm so thankful you're listening because I owned Newsies on VHS, DVD, I had the cassette and I had the uh, CD, but then I lost the cassette and I was devastated because, you know, that felt like old school and, oh, I had the cassette and I was so mad. But then five years later when I was selling my car, I found it underneath my seat. (laughs) So excited. So I have it all. I'm super duper excited. It's on Disney Plus. If anybody wants to see it, you can go on Netflix and see the Broadway version of it. Right. But that was that was one that I remember because I was the nerd. I've said this all the time. I went and saw Newsies in the theater, and they were handing out newspapers, and That's I kept so cool. it after all of these years. Yes, and that is in so it cool. was a whole thing on Kenny Ortega, and that's why I remembered that oh, name. Maybe. But let's okay. let's go down through some of the movies yeah. that he has yes. done, starting in the early early eighties. Do you have a list of those? Do you just want to kind of click through those and let uh, us know? I, I know his first one. Okay. I know his first one. Um, and that, and believe it or not, I mean, your audience probably isn't going to know this one. No. <laughs> but I know it and you know it. Mm-hmm. And that is Xanadu. 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 So good. <laughs> Back in 1980. He choreographed for Xanadu, and um, I actually, did he also, let's see, he was, I don't know if he directed it or no, just choreographed just He choreographed. just choreographed yeah. it. But he um, got the chance to, do you know who was in Xanadu besides Olivia Newton-John? Gene Kelly. Yes, and that was his 
idol. Like he loved, he, that was his mentor, I guess mm-hmm. you could just say. Mm-hmm. Um, and so for him to have the chance to actually work with Gene Kelly, like he, um, I mean, that just like was life changing for him. As so, it would be for anyone. anyone anyone and I, I think I heard and maybe you maybe you would have shared this with your audience but he actually you know struck up such a relationship with Gene Kelly like he loved him he grew up watching Gene Kelly movies and just as like you said as anyone would mm-hmm. but having a chance to work with him and then they actually you know ha- built a, a friendship and a mentorship where he would Kelly would invite him over to his house and just talk, dance mm. with him mm-hmm. and give him tips and literally be a mentor and just share with him, you know, especially dance made for movies there or dance made for film. Um, the camera different than obviously live dance, which was both of their backgrounds. And I, can you imagine just, Mm-mm. yeah, come on over to my house, you know, and Mm-mm. let's talk dance and let me give you some tips. So that was his start. The The next couple, I'll be honest with you, I did not know about St. Elmo's Fire. Me neither. I did not know about that one. And it's, I'll be honest, it's not one of my favorites um, as far as um, go back and iconic and watch it again and again. But it is what it is, and I've seen it. And then, um, again, you already brought it up, but I did not realize about Pretty and Pink either. Isn't that wonderful? I did not, yeah, I did not know his association with that movie. Did not know that. But that is one of my favorites, I will admit. So. I I read, um, doing research for this, I read that John Cryer, who plays Ducky, he read in the script that it says Ducky sings along to an Otis Redding song and dances around the record shop. And that's all the direction he was given through the script. Mm-hmm. And he went out and asked Kenny Ortega, I don't know if he hired him or knew him or somebody pointed him in Kenny Ortega's direction, but it was John Cryer saying, hey, can you help me with this? Oh, that's cool. And Kenny Ortega, yes, choreographed all of that around the record shop and they did it in front of the cast and crew and the director and the director was very angry with this. Because it ended up that it cost them a day of shooting because he wanted it in there so badly. And it was a bigger production than what he was anticipating in his mind. So it was like a good thing, bad thing. But I'm so glad it ended up in the movie. Yes, it was costing money. and, And he did not like that John Cryer went and did that. But at the same time, he couldn't ignore Oh, the end wow. result. Isn't that fun? That is fun. No, I did not know that. Thanks for sharing mm-hmm. because that makes it even more special. Mm-hmm. <laughs> mm-hmm. That's so cool. That's really, really neat. And then Ferris Bueller came out the same year, yeah. I believe, or at least was worked on the same year. And of course, that one, like you said, the, the parade scene was iconic. Um, mm-hmm. I, I read a little bit about the parade scene and just the fact that I, I, and if I'm not mistaken, I believe the director on that one, you know, quite embraced Kenny Ortega mm-hmm. and like allowed him to, you know, for lack of a better word, practice director skills. Um, and so gave him a lot of freedom, not just to be like an artistic director or choreographer, but literally direct that whole 
iconic scene. So Very that cool. actually was al- allowed him and afforded him to get his feet wet in, you know, some directing mm-hmm. shoes as well. So um, he was obviously building a name for himself, yeah. you know, um, and quite, you know, quite apparent that people were seeking him out. So. Yeah. And you think Dirty Dancing was when he finally hit his stride and became a household name? I think I've thought about this and I've wondered would, like you said, you know, as far as knowing names and stuff, maybe it was our naivete. And when you're younger, or at least when our generation was younger, I don't know about you, but I never really stopped to think um, of who was the choreographer because Mm -hmm. you literally are so focused on the role. And, Mm -hmm. And I think that's the whole thing. I mean, you mentioned earlier He's, you know, he's a background guy. You know, you don't see him, but here's who he is. I think as you age, you pay attention to that more. I think obviously in my profession, I paid attention to his name a little bit more like, hey, who is this? But um, I think you obviously just appreciate because, see, I went to, I mean, I saw Xanadu. I saw all these movies, like, in the moment. And this is not me going back and watching classics, as you know. Mm -hmm. And I didn't think about the the choreographer. I didn't. Um, Even for those iconic scenes, I just thought of Ducky. Or I just thought of Ferris. I didn't think about the choreographer. And I'll be honest, even for Dirty Dancing, I I was so focused on Patrick Swayze um, (laughs) that... know that I actually thought of you know <laughs> Kenny Ortega in that sense and, and associated his name but obviously in the professional world and in acceptance in that I yeah I think he was he had found his stride obviously at that point I mean and that was you know even the style of dancing we've talked about dirty dancing like so much but yeah. that was new I mean and I yeah. think he brought a, you know a culture to dirty dancing that had not been out there and obviously he um he had his influences from his own upbringing and what was going on in dancing in the time. I think Kenny even, you know, we know that the director did that because the director said that she like based a lot of the movie on her own personal experiences. I think Kenny did too. Oh, Um, absolutely. Yeah. When you look back on that now, you can see it. I think probably from a standpoint of exactly what you said, what you're what you're seeing on screen is nothing that had ever been on screen before, which I know sounds foreign to some younger people listening to it this. Does. But yes. Dirty Dancing, which was a PG thirteen movie, was very scandalous even in nineteen eighty six when it came out. It and was. and there was no gyrating going on back in those days. I meant the 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 naughtiest we we got were the T birds in Greece. <laughs> that was you're right. That was you're pretty right. innocent, but no, you're right. Anyway, and I did read something about Kenny Ortega on the Dirty Dancing set. Um, maybe I don't know if you were going to talk about it later, but I did read something about it because you know you and I have already talked about the fact um, that on the Dirty Dancing set there was there was like you know, not everybody was just getting along. It wasn't, mm-hmm. <laughs> it, it, it wasn't just, you know, rosy on that set. It was very, um, uncomfortable, uh, very uncomfortable. That's the word. Thank you. Mm-hmm. Um, and in addition to that, like the lake scene that, that we're talking about where they were practicing the lift. I mean, obviously Patrick, Patrick Swayze and Jennifer Gray were very highly professional and, you know, and what they were doing and everything else. 
Um, and we've talked about the fact that Patrick, those eye rolls are pretty, you know, spot <laughs> <caught> on. <laughs> no, it didn't have to be directed. But in that scene, it's my, you know, and I believe we talked about it before that it was just frigid and icy. Like it was not in the middle of the summer it, and, and the conditions were so bad that I think Jennifer Gray ended up in the hospital with like hypothermia mm. just because of that scene alone. So that's obviously a testament to those actors but here's one thing I read is that Kenny Ortega was right there in the water with them. Oh, that's great. And directing it the whole entire time. They said that he literally just jumped in and cause you know, he wanted it to be good. He wanted it to be right. And so he didn't hesitate. So he wasn't trying to direct it, you know, bundled up in a coat on the shoreline. Yeah. He was actually out there with those kids. That's, that's impressive. And obviously your cast and crew and the directorship can appreciate somebody who's willing to um, jump on in there to make something, you know, a scene really iconic and perfect. Right. Uh, I do want to talk about, how cast and crews love him so much, but I'm sort of chuckling to myself right now because I hear the train. <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah, train. Train. <laughs> Every time. Every time. And there I it just... Is. It had to happen. And, you know, it's just consistency is what I love about our podcasting from Hallsville to Houston. We got to have That's at right. least two trains in every podcast. So I'm, right. I'm eager for the next one. So exciting. It's going to happen. <laughs> Did you have on your list that he choreographed Shag? I do. What I in do. the world? <laughs> I know. That and makes I, me I, love I, him I, so much. Per- I'm this person. Anybody want to watch Shag? Does anybody yes. want to watch Shag? Yes. Has anybody seen Shag? Have you seen Shag? Oh, you haven't seen Shag? I meant I will watch it with anyone. <laughs> You know, Stephanie and I did an entire podcast, an entire podcast on Shag, and we joked the entire time about how no one was going to listen to it because no one knows Shag. Yeah, it's like Shag. There's a sect of people out there who know Shag, and they are our people because they immediately (laughs) come back and say, "Uh uh-uh, no. In my friend group, we had a Pudge, and we had a Malena, and we had a... I can't remember the other two. Melina, um, Carson, and what's oh, the gosh. redhead's name? Hold on. Uh, Senator Clatterbuck's daughter. <laughs> How can I remember Senator Clatterbuck and not I don't her name? Know. Luann. 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 <laughs> oh, Luann. So then we have Newsies. We talked about Newsies, one of the best shows. So, so, so good. What's your favorite dance from Newsies? And he directed that, by the way. Yes, he did. I think it was his first direction. It was. I believe it was his first full, like, I'm in charge of Newsies. Full on, I'm behind the camera and and in charge. And, you know, it has a cult following at Taint. It didn't do well. And I, I know that kind of bummed him out, but... I mean, it has a cult following. And then, of course, like you said, it went on later to become a mm-hmm. Broadway musical. I mean, and it, it had its followers, trust me. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, I've had the pleasure of actually doing a couple of shows and directing some kids in some numbers from Newsies. And so, I don't know. It's it's hard for me to pick a one scene. I think I like I like the big numbers, the big produced numbers that are... Like mm-hmm. in the street and all the newsies dancing together. So more yeah. of the epic opening and closing. Um, seize the day. and. Well, I did read too that with newsies is whenever he introduced the idea, which is maybe what he's known for now, is 
his understanding of movement, which is what you talked about earlier with Gene Kelly and how the, there needs to be movement on the screen. Nothing needs to be static. So right. obviously if you're dancing, that is movement on the screen. But in the in-between points, whenever you have a person walking into the room, he is moving with that person walking into the room. And if they are stationary, then he's kind of panning behind them to look at, see what's coming. And there's, there's never a time whenever everything stops so we can go sing a song. It's actually the song and choreography are carrying the storyline. So the example was at the beginning you find all the newsboys in the orphanage and they're asleep and the guy wakes them up. And so the whole entire carrying the banner song is this them getting from point A, which is the orphanage, to point B, which is where the newspapers are being distributed to, to give to them. And, and they're talking about how we carrying the banner and you're opening up the song and you're understanding what this movie is going to be about. But they're moving forward the entire time singing, dancing, singing, dancing, singing, dancing. And when the song ends, they're where they're supposed to be. Yeah. So it's not them singing and dancing in one place. And then in the next scene, oh, here we are at the newspaper place. Right, right. Yeah, you're right. Everything was seamless and and very well thought out. And that's that's the testament to a great choreographer. I think the next one on the list is Hocus Pocus. It is. Which and, was another big, huge flop. Nothing against Kenny Ortega, but he knows how to make movies that, that come back later on that are beloved. He sure does. Because he does. Hocus Pocus is a thing. It, it really is a thing. You're right. And I meant you just start seeing like lots of, you know, memes and T-shirts and things like that, you know. And I have I have a confession I've never seen Hocus Pocus. Come on. I know. I know. And when I say that to people, they literally say exactly what you just did. Come on. You love Sarah Jessica Parker too much to not have seen Hocus Pocus. How did I miss that? This is her at her funniest. I know. I've heard this. I've heard this from people. And and, they're like, how have you not watched it? And Bette Midler (laughs) said, and I quote, it's my favorite character I've ever played in a movie. Wow. That is a huge statement. And the guy the guy interviewing her looked at her like, well, you're weird. And she said, I know, you're thinking beaches or you're thinking something like that. But to me, I, I was able to completely be a brand new entire person and a character just sort of jumped out and I owned it in the moment. Cool. And the whole thing about Kenny Ortega helping them come along and yep. encouraging this movement and encouraging improv and encouraging camaraderie between the three sisters. And and it's something that I think you should, I think you should like. I mean, y'all have Disney Plus. You, you need oh, to go I'm going look to, at I'm it. I'm going to watch it. I, I intend to because anytime I think about it, people literally have that reaction. What? What? I mean, one, it's like awesome. And two, like, you know, you don't, you haven't seen this, you, you know, and all of my list of things that I love. Yep. Um, But I agree. It's, it's one of those movies that, you know, initially came out and it was kind of like considered by all ratings, like a flop, but it has a cult following. And like you said, a resurgence, like people even saying, 
are you going to do a hocus pocus too and things like that mm-hmm. so here's the thing though i will admit i did not like hocus pocus when i first saw it and it's when i was a kid because i'm a i'm a scaredy cat kid and a grown-up uh. too but i was scaredy cat and i didn't like the way it made me it was very funny but the beginning part is kind of and they're 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 encouraging children to come out so they can suck the life out of the children and and right. all that's very very creepy. I did not like right. it. And then there's right. a song that Sarah Jessica Parker sings that's super creepy and I hate it yeah. too. But the yeah. rest of it I I love. She's she's one of the best part. I mean all three of them are fabulous, but there's a there's a creep creepy undertone to it that I that I have to get past and I didn't do that until I was probably in my late 30s okay well <laughs> I, then I should be good I should be good now <laughs> yeah yeah let's talk about one. some of the tv shows that he okay. did he did an Allie McBeal some Gilmore yes. Girls some Cheetah Girls yes. Bunheads Crazy Ex-Girlfriend Rocky Horror Picture Show, when it came back, a little mm-hmm. resurgence, he did that. But what the TV show that I think that he, there's two that I think he's most known for. And the first one is High School Musical yep. that seems so very basic and, mm-hmm. and such a nothing show mm-hmm. that blew up. known for its music it was known for its dancing and it was known for Zac Efron right was cast as the the main guy the lead guy right and he took that and made something wonderful and then there was a sequel and then there was another sequel so there was a high school musical two and a high school musical three the senior year and then there was a high school musical movie which was essentially like a concert on the big screen but this was this was something that uh was very kenny ortega he's known for being able to work with teenaged kids and seeing things in teenaged kids that other people don't see for example he doesn't look at, you know, oh, she's gorgeous or, oh, she's beautiful or um, look how she can dance. He looks for a personality. And I right. think that's why everybody enjoys working with him because I think he can see raw talent and it doesn't matter that you can't do a double pirouette. He can fix that later or he won't make you do one. But right. he he knows that you can light up a screen or he can see in your eyes that they dazzle or he knows that you can work well with people and it just became a thing to work with Kenny Ortega because he would shoot you into a new arena of your career like he did with Zac Efron and Vanessa Hudgens and all those kids. I read an article that Zac Efron was speaking about Kenny Ortega and he just basically said any day he had the chance to be around Kenny Ortega, he would always physically observe him talking one-on-one with cast and crew. Like he treated people equally. He gave everybody one-on-one attention, which just made, you know, 
seemed to bring out the best in you. He was uplifting, mm -hmm. positive, um, just like you said, you know, can't do a double for a rat. Okay. We're not going to worry about that right now. Yeah. He was just able to draw out the best in people and made impressions on these young yep. people who weren't known for anything. And one of my favorite things is that you can YouTube behind the scenes, any kind of dance auditions or dance rehearsals for high school musical and Kenny Ortega as a 55 year old man yeah, he's almost seventy now, but as a fifty-five-year-old man, is out in the front yes. doing the hip-hop yes. dance or yes. bouncing the ball, the basketball, the whole entire choreographed dance to the basketball. He is he and 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 is very much. Uh, let's try this, and we'll do something entirely different right in the moment. And everybody's just fascinated by this guy whose brain is going because he understands movement and he understands like what we say what looks good on a tiny little screen versus a big huge stage right right and there's a difference and he he does it difference. he does it well the other thing that he's known for and this might be something jamie that you need to talk to more because okay. i i don't know it as well is the descendants now i have yes. seen the first descendants because i thought the idea of a school for the villains children yes. and the princess and princess children was a phenomenal idea i can speak on this simply because i have an 11 year old daughter so whenever descendants came out and the idea of it and these kids being at this academy and you know they are the descendants of not only the good but also of the evil and you know it's a great little storyline that he did very reminiscent of high school musical in the sense that there's a lot of chorus dancing and yep. and it it actually is very very entertaining and mm -hmm. i can tell you that a whole new generation is like being able to appreciate um, Kenny Ortega's work because they love it. I mean, Addie and all of her friends, they love Descendants. And of course, now there's been like two more. I yeah. think there's three, just there like in are. musical. I do want to say that whenever we were texting back and forth on this and I said, have you seen the new one? Because as I mentioned yes. at the beginning of the episode, the little blurb that I read in the New York Times was saying how Kenny Ortega has a new a new show out there, Julie and the Phantoms. And I was looking for it on Disney Plus last night just to see, you know, kind of check out what it was. And I couldn't find it. I thought, that's weird. And then I saw it on Netflix. And I thought, oh, that's what most of the article, because of course, then I went back and researched it, just a regular old Google box shirt. And that's what has happened is that Kenny Ortega has been with Disney for a very, very long time. And has, I mean, obviously from Newsies and Hocus Pocus and High School Musical and The Descendants and The Cheetah Girls and all of this stuff. Right. And now all of a sudden he's over here on Netflix. Well, the ah. other thing that I saw was you mentioned it, Jamie, how they're wanting to do a Hocus Pocus sequel and it's been a big deal. And it was kind of announced right before the pandemic hit in a very big way. And then you didn't hear anything about it because of obviously there's other stuff that's more important in the world right now. But I read on a tweet that has just come out, maybe in the last seven to 10 days, Kenny Ortega will not be participating as the choreographer director of Hocus Pocus 2. And I thought oh, that is well, so man. strange because everybody else is back. And I thought, I wonder if Disney is ticked off 
that he's now yeah. over here at Netflix because he's, I mean, he's been their very big deal for a long time and now he's over here. So I was, right. I was wondering if that's a thing, but have y'all watched that one? No, I don't know much about it other than, and I didn't even know it was on Netflix. So thank you for sharing that. I, I guess I just assumed it was going to be on Disney, yeah, like you said. Um, um, but I, do... I have read, I have read about like what it is because, you know, you hear it and it's, it's kind of the obvious. I mean, it's the Phantoms are obviously some, some kind of ghost band yeah. that kind of shows up or something. And Julie um, is an aspiring young, wants to be a singer. So, um, and that's all I really know. I haven't, I haven't checked it out yet. But obviously, knowing his partnership with it and what he's doing, I'm interested. All right. So after Julie and the Phantoms, I think there's just you know a few smaller things that he did, like oh I don't know, work with Michael Jackson on all of his tours. <laughs> yeah. What the heck? That? <laughs> Golly, he did two of them. I and, know. And then the big, huge documentary. Michael Jackson dies right in the middle right. of that. So it's. Right. done but they did have a, a a little bit of film on the outside right. and so that he pulled together and he did a share tour he did a couple yeah. of Gloria Estefan tours mm -hmm. uh, he did one of the Super Bowls he did an Academy Awards he opening number he did a Summer Olympics and a Winter Olympics mm -hmm. and the Material Girl video with Madonna I it's just know that. Yes. everything all very one of my favorites yes yeah. all very good iconic wonderful things is yes is, is the bottom line of Kenny Ortega just a very talented man who seems to be liked by everyone he comes encounter with and we thought he deserved a big shout out on the I Hate Green Beans podcast Jamie if you had to tell the listeners to go watch one Kenny Ortega something either on YouTube or try to find the movie or what would it be? Oh man, that's just, that's too hard. But I mean, obviously I love, um, dirty dancing. So, mm -hmm. I mean, if you haven't checked out dirty dancing, you definitely need to check it out. And then for something just a little bit more modern and to kind of see what he's doing now, I mean, everybody needs to watch the high school musicals. So you just, agree. you know, it, uh, so you know, definitely check those out. For, for at the very least, just watch the first one, and you'll get a feel. Uh, it's just a feel, feel good movie. I want you today to go watch Hocus Pocus and report. I back. know, I know. I, I I will report back. I promise. I need to watch it. It's so so you will know what I mean when I say a muck a muck a muck a muck. Okay, it'll make more sense, right? <laughs> I hope so. <laughs> okay, I've always wondered. <laughs> it makes it easier, easier to bear. Hey, thank y'all for listening. Might I suggest you check out the show notes for all of our favorite Kenny Ortega moments. It will make you want to go back and watch all of his shows. Such a talented guy. But the links are right there for you in the show notes. Remember, one of the best things you can do to support a podcast is to review the show on iTunes. It would be an honor if you headed over there and left us your thoughts. Thanks so much. Make sure to follow me on all the socials. You can find me at Lindsay on Twitter and at Lindsay Ray on Instagram and Facebook. And don't forget to check out my book books, Why I Hate Green Beans, and It's a Love Story. You can find them wherever books are sold. Y'all stay safe, have courage, 
Be kind out there. Until we're together again, love you, mean it. Texas forever. Rubble!